0: This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, your source for college hockey in the desert southwest. Part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com family. Hey, Michael here from M Drive. My dad, a world class scientist, actually made M Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive, too. Visit mdriveformen.com, and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your prime with M-Drive. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar & Grill. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium, and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State athletics. College Bar and Grill. Pre-game like a pro. Post-game like a champion.
1: Online at ILoveCollege.Co. Come I in, hockey fans in the desert Southwest. Happy Fourth of July to everybody. You might be thinking this is long-distance doubles. But we're changing things up. I'm proud to announce here at Ice Time Hockey Southwest and College Hockey Southwest Weekly, I have a new co-host for the podcast in Paul Hornstein. So the, the former ASU alum, is that right? Former. How can I be a former alum? ASU. Yeah, I can't be a former <laughs> alum. They didn't take their degree <laughs> back that I know of.
0: Maybe they did. Who knows?
1: Uh, way anyway, we know paul from long distance devil we want to up him a little bit to the uh, the weekly college hockey southwest weekly podcast as we continue to grow uh for those that don't know this is year number five for ice time hockey southwest we have uh three brands going now under the uh the corporate heading we have uh, ice time hockey southwest to catch everything that is hockey in the desert southwest we have uh our Rebirth of Hockey Talk in the Desert Southwest, which is the only one-hour hockey show live every week. Fifty weeks a year, we take two off,
0: just what? because. Uh, what,
1: weeks off? Get, what are you doing? My mouth, my and my throat get a little sore after fifty weeks, so we'll we'll take two off. In, in addition to that. You're tuned in to College Hockey Southwest Weekly with Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Tune in to us every Friday morning on Podbean. Anywhere you can find your uh, your uh, podcasts, Apple and you know, Google, anywhere that you need to go to get a podcast, you can find us and enjoy our talk of college hockey NCAA college hockey in the desert southwest specifically with the Arizona State Sun Devils, since that's our only team west of uh, the Rockies currently. But you never know. I've got a feeling that things are gonna change down the road, and Paul, first of all, welcome in, happy 4th of July.
0: Happy 4th of July to you too, Scott. Uh, I missed this, it's been a while, and uh, I'm eager to get started again.
1: We're back, it's July. Why are we talking NCAA college hockey in July? I'll tell you why. Because as I look down at my tablet, I have the Sun Devil page open, and I see August 1st through August 12th, there's an international trip with your Arizona State Sun Devils going to China. Your yeah. thoughts for football?
0: Well, I don't really know what to think, uh, other than the fact that um, I have kind of equated this to one of the reasons why Football coaches like having so many bowl games because you ask any football coach and they'll tell you what we love the most about those bowl games is that extra 10, 15 practices that they're allowed to have uh, after the season is over. And this is kind of reversed. So you have a situation now where uh, Coach Powers and his crew will get together with the team in a situation where they normally won't because they're not, by NCAA rules, allowed to have uh, coaches present during the summer and have uh, these types of practices during the offseason. Um, the only guys that really are allowed to be with the athletes, and this goes for any of the sports, when it's the off season, are kind of the strength and conditioning coaches and the nutritional They're not supposed to have anything to do with on the playing surface. Um, at least through the coaching staffs, but this gives ASU basically an extra month of practice.
1: Absolutely, and, I- and, and this is a unique situation in the fact that you're only allowed to do this. I think what every four years, five yes. years, something like that, you're able Once to do. Once every four an, an years, special, an, yeah, international thing. So it's exciting that that Arizona State's already come this far in just four full seasons of NCAA hockey and. Before we jump into this season and what we want to talk about in our little preview today, um, let's let's talk a little bit about last year. And you've had a chance now to spend a couple of months letting this sink in, and I have as well. What's your thoughts on just how far this team went? And now that you've had a chance to let it sink in a little bit,
0: well, it really has was a great season. It, it really, really was. Um, it was something. As we have said before, that when I went to school there, this wasn't even – forget fantasy. What's above fantasy? Because that wasn't right. even a thing then. Um, I have told you several times, you know, off camera, off mic, uh, other people that we know and that are involved in, and are, are around the program, this is like a Christmas present and continues to be like that big Christmas present that you saved for last when you uh, get up on that Christmas morning and it, it, that hasn't changed. Um, I know that five, 10 years from now, uh, did they go as far as they wanted to go? No, of course not. Nobody wants to lose, but when you look back on it, wow, man, I was there the first time this hockey team made the NCAA tournament. There's never going to be another first time. You know, and right. for, and and for a team that I never thought I'd see, every day is a bonus, and 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 I, and I and I really do feel that way, and I don't know because I'm not there like you are how the the local community feels. I I have to imagine there's there's a chunk of people that feel the same way, coyotes or no coyotes this is something that you would never ever have thought was going to happen and not only has it not gone down in my eyes it it maybe have gone up a little bit because it's special and will always be special now does that mean we might get a little added frustration to this year because we want to go back and we want that feeling again As fans, um, as people who are around the team and and feel connected to the team, do the players obviously want to go back? Sure, they do. Once you get the taste, you're going to be disappointed if you don't get that taste back. But it it is not diminished one bit
1: in my eyes. Yep, I agree totally. Um, So... I think you did a really good job of recapping exactly how I felt as well. Uh, So let's, let's move forward, right? Because there's so many different things coming. And when you talk to any hockey coach out there, I don't care what level it is. And you ask them about their team for the upcoming year. Mm -hmm. The first thing they want to talk about is their goaltenders, because that's where you start every team. If there's one spot that I feel a little bit nervousness um, right now, and I'm looking forward to seeing the guys when they get out there and do some, some skating, coming up very soon. Um, they don't have a tested goaltender. They've got a graduate transfer coming in. They've got a guy in Evan Debrower who learned an awful lot. I can tell you firsthand from Joey Decord, but he just doesn't have the the experience. Um, and that, man, Joey Decord was so much to this team for the past three seasons. So not to have him and to start over, uh, I guess I feel a little nervousness and I'm sure if coach powers and the rest of the staff were honest, they would have to say the same thing. Not that they don't trust in what they have coming in, but you also, you know, you know that they need some time on the ice and time together to play at that level.
0: Right. And I think that that is also become an extra added bonus with this trip. Uh, Originally this trip was only supposed to be three games for ASU Uh, But the organizers of the trip have turned it into a tournament. And I believe that ASU will now be playing at least five games in this tournament. Um, I think they've invited the the South Korean national team um, and a couple of other uh, national teams to come and play in this tournament. Um, Besides the original uh, three teams that ASU was supposed to play against, And we haven't gotten the schedule yet, but I think that the coach and the coaching staff are going to relish these opportunities to play these extra games because they're going to go into the season with a lot of questions, not just at net, but the other positions as well. Um, As I was going down uh, the various uh, line combinations that they were using towards the regular season, uh, there are at least three spots uh, that had seniors in them, so and they're gone. Uh, Anthony Croston and Jay Clifford and Dylan Holman are gone. Um, they're going to have uh, a lot of players to put in those spots. Uh, for the recruits they had coming in are forwards. They always had two or three spare forwards going into each game last year. So there is going to be a lot of competition for those forward spots. Um, I think Coach is not worried as much about the guys on the blue line as he is um, worrying. Not I don't even want to say worrying because, uh, you know, as has been relayed, he has a lot of confidence in these kids playing goalie, um, but you never know. And, you know, based on some of his answers to questions, uh, they want to see a a guy emerge as the number one guy, but I don't think you're going to have that until – maybe the middle of November or maybe the beginning of the December uh, based on the schedule, because you got to see how guys are going to play in games and this is going to be their first test.
1: Absolutely. Well, before we get into that roster, let's talk about something that is also a first with eight. <laughs> this is every time I go through this, I just have to kind of chuckle because I never expected to be saying this, this early in their inception, but eight, Sun Devils attended NHL prospect camps this past week. Um, are you as shocked at that as I am, or no?
0: Well, we yeah. I mean, do we? And and, and I don't know. Do we? That's eight people on the current roster. Do we? St- do right. we still count Joey Decord? I mean, because right. I'm okay with that. Well, that so would that be nine. nine. That would be, that nine. be nine. Yes, yeah, and I'm okay with that. Um I would like to say that I'm shocked. Um, but when you look at it, um, there might be one or two guys that I didn't expect. Um, honestly, when they were starting to go through the announcements of, of guys that were going go to go to, to, to the development camps, you kind of figured Johnny Walker would go back to Columbus. Uh, you kind of figured that Brinson Pashnuk would go back to San Jose. Um, I was not expecting them to also invite Steen Pashnik uh, to that development camp. So good for him. Uh, Kuman Zies we knew would go, uh, back to Calgary. considering he's one of their draft picks. Um, we knew Austin Lemieux would go back to Pittsburgh. So that's one, two, three, four, five off the top of my, did I, do am I have the numbers right? Uh, yeah, I think
1: so. The Josh Maniscalco. Um. And Josh
0: is, J- Joss, Josh, is the guy that didn't come out originally as a guy that was going to get invited to a camp. Um, and as I have expressed this to a number of people, uh, including the coach, um, and coaches obviously look at things differently, I thought all of last year that Josh Maniscalco was the most underrated player on this roster. Okay. His, his development – his development and his play allowed Brinson Passionate to do the things that 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 he does. Um, in asking the coach about those two kids, uh, obviously he's going to stick up for his guys. I said they might be the top D pair going into the season in the country this year. Um, he says, obviously, and I don't blame him, I, I he's sticking up for his guys as he should. He considers them the number one defensive pair uh, in the country. Uh, they, Other people might disagree, but you're not going to put them any lower than third or five in terms of combos in the country in terms of defensemen because they both play a 200-foot game. Offense, right. defense, uh, they carry the puck. They have offense. Um, I don't know if you saw the video clip of... Josh scoring that goal in uh, the development. Oh, yes, I scripts. did. Uh, yes, I wiped did. Quite the shot. And it, my favorite part, and I put this out on, on, on my Twitter feed, was if you listen to that video, and after the puck goes into the net, I loved, loved the reaction from the crowd. <laughs> that, right? kind of, ooh, it caught right. them off guard because I don't think they were expecting him to have that kind of shot. And he does. So,
1: well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who does and who has. I've seen that shot point-blank point range as uh, as I sit in my spot in the press box. I have seen him shoot that puck several times at home games at Oceanside. And, you know, let's transition just a little bit since this is a summer show. But a lot of things going on within the program as well. We're still talking about that arena. We're still talking conferences Big things happened in the WCHA with the the chatter of that breaking up a little bit. Um, A lot of people assumed, a lot of people assumed that ASU was going to be or was part of the reason for that. And I'm going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa to that. Slow down. I haven't heard anything of that sort that a s u is thinking that maybe they would realign with a different conference at this point I'm not saying it couldn't happen or shouldn't happen, but I'm telling you that uh it hasn't happened so hold up college hockey people let's uh let's take one thing at a time here um let's get that arena started. you know I drive by there every day now um relocated for me from, from south of the valley up to Scottsdale and and actually love it up here. I'm a lot closer to the arena right now. I'm a lot closer to things at the ice den, so happy to be up here. But one of the things I do is drive by there frequently to see just what's going on down there. There's a lot of building, not an arena yet, but the plans are there, and I think we all know it's coming down the road.
0: Well, let's let's take what you just said one step at a time. Okay, I know this is a business. I really do, and I understand it. And intellectually, I understand it, but emotionally, those seven schools, through the Alaska schools in Huntsville, under the bus. Yes. Okay. Um, Once again, I understand it's a business. Okay, but your business also should be including. Ways to grow the game, not not take away from the game, okay? Um, We've heard stories for three years now how Illinois is coming, Illinois is coming. Well, okay, but they're not here, okay? And we hear rumors of this and rumors of that. And College Hockey, Inc., which kind of uh, tries to – I don't know what's the word – um push this kind of development. I've heard stories about University of Pittsburgh. We know that they're one of the, I believe they were one of the schools that uh, was the five that college hockey mentioned a couple of years ago. Uh, Oakland University in Detroit was another yes. one that we know publicly. Um, Simon Fraser University, which is actually in Canada, uh, right over uh, in the Vancouver area, right over the border, Uh, does compete in some NCAA sports, and I know they've talked about it. But all we've had is talk. You know who does have teams? Huntsville, Fairbanks, Anchorage. So let's throw those schools under the bus. They're smaller schools. Uh, College hockey doesn't need them. And screw it. Let's just throw get rid of them. We don't need them. And... Let's not worry about how we go from 60 teams to 62 teams or 60 teams to 64 teams. We're going to s- figure out a way to make it go back to 57 or 56, which is completely yeah. ridiculous. Okay. Can't do and, that. Can't do it. And, I, and to make it even more crazy, and, and, and I shouldn't do this. I, I, I can't help but a story like this. I kind of <laughs> read some of the comments. And I'm watching some of these people say, well, this team's going to come out of the NCHC, and this team's... What? No! What are you... People! Yeah. Yeah. Stop smoking what you're smoking. <laughs> teams are not leaving the NCHC to remake the CCHA. It's not going to happen. Not happening. So that's right. one. Two. Um, well, that you, was a long one. <laughs> Yeah, wasn't Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, because Lord <laughs> knows, I'm usually the quiet type, and I never say anything in these shows anyway, so it doesn't really
1: matter.
0: Um, two, you mentioned <laughs> Arena. We know that the school has put out their RFPs, their requests for proposals. Yes. So now yeah. we wait. Okay. Um, the timeline now, I believe, is 22, 23 for the first season. Sounding but- that one. Once again, uh, w- uh, this is regardless of of rumors or anything else, uh, last spring we said they need to come out and say something, they need to come out and do something. Well, I, I really don't know, other than saying, hey, we're going to go put some shovels in the ground tomorrow, putting out the request for proposal. um and the athletic director saying this is probably when we'll get in there. Um, You really can't ask for much more than that. We'd like to, but, you know. um, Well, I think –
1: let me throw out something, I'll tie it into the Arizona Coyotes. I made this bold statement when I had Lindsey Fry on Hockey Talk in the Desert Southwest last week. Right, I saw that. And also this this past week with – with Jordan Nash Bolden, one of the things that I'm proud of of the Coyotes organization, and I've been here for 29 years, right? So nearly as long as the Coyotes, or longer, I guess, in the Coyotes organization. But um, they hired Aaron Cohn to be their CEO and president, um, and Aaron came in and he said, "I know what I'm up against." I know that everybody wants to talk about relocation. I know they want to talk about moving this to another arena somewhere in the Valley, but first and foremost, let's grow the game of hockey. Let's talk about our team. Let's get our team in a playoff position. Let's get our our people out, including Lindsey Fry out in the public and growing the little girls playing the game and and let's do all these things and let's just keep our mouth shut about arenas for a little while and lo and behold we have a new owner coming in now and again the speculation is okay we have our first billionaire owner is there going to be an arena in his back pocket um no not yet but there's a lot better chance at this point with somebody with a little bit more money involved um and deeper pockets if you will so i'm kind of equating that to a two right now coach powers has told me time and time again that you know when there's news he'll tell us and he respects the fact that we have to ask where they are in the process but i think right now what they're saying is you know what we made an ncaa tournament we've got a number of players that are nhl caliber players we have a number of great recruits coming in that carry nhl pedigree we've got a lot of positive things going on with this program. So let's grow the program. And when the arena comes, let's take a great winning program and move it over to the arena, wherever that is. Well, we know where it is, but when it's done and ready, let's move over there and let's just hit the hit the ice skating hard. And I really like that approach right now. I mean, as a media person, I know you as an alumni, um, it's hard sometimes because you want to see something big happen and you want to, like you say, have shovels in the ground. And so I've kind of taken a step back now. And I said, you know, we all can't be the Vegas golden Knights where uh, owner Bill Foley will say, I want something done in 12 months and it's done in 12 months. Um, We all can't have that. So we have to take the next best thing. And I think right now we're on the path to a new arena. Uh, That's all I want to say about it. We're getting there. Um, We're two thirds of our, our show today in, and uh, I think when the arena comes, we're all going to embrace it. We're all going to love it, but at this point, let's talk hockey. Let's talk about getting farther in the NCAA tournament, and I want to kind of spend the last portion of our show today, Paul, talking about something that I don't know gets enough attention, okay? And when I look at the schedule and I see when they start, they're going to go play in China. Then they're going to have nearly two months off before they play their opening series then so then they're gonna have to get geared back up again right then they're gonna play the entire season and at the end of the year guess what they have one really long break before that ncaa tournament again and i don't care what anybody says i think the reason they didn't advance farther was that is something really hard to overcome just you can't not play competition for four or five weeks and then expect to play your best in a one game, win or go home type of series. Your thoughts.
0: Um, I have those very same thoughts and I'm 99% sure that the coaches have those kinds of thoughts too. Um, this will give them a second chance to, a uh, I incre- I don't want to say increase, but Uh, tweak what worked at the end of last season uh, and try other things that – tweak things that didn't work and try some other things and get some other ideas um, because you could have – let's just say it this way. Uh, If they make the NCAA tournament again, they're going to have a second long break and absolutely, there's no question – that they will take what they learned from last year and what they learned from this year because when they come back from China, it's like the season hasn't started. So right. they they're, they're not. it's not like they come back and they can practice for the next two months, which yes. is also going to be different, okay? Um, they will not be allowed to practice again as a team in organized coaching activity. I, I assume... Beginning of September, I, I I don't have those.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much when it is. Yes, I don't have
0: those dates memorized, but um, I know that the college hockey season, from when they're allowed to start having official team practices till the end of the season, carry through most the entire uh, college school calendar. So um, they'll be able to figure out, hey, we made this adjustment coming back, and we made this adjustment. This did work. This didn't work. So now, once again, they sit there and they take these notes and they're like, all right, so if we make the tournament again, we get this and we'll do this and we'll do that and we'll do this. And it's also something that the players will now have experienced at least once. The the the, the, the recruits that are coming in will have experienced it once. The returning players will have experienced it twice. So when it comes down to that at the end of the season, if they get into the tournament again, um, I think that this trip will help them a lot with that. Um, and the, the coaches are going to have to fine tune these types of things because until they get into a conference, they're going to have this situation on a regular basis. And yep. no, I don't even want to get into that because the building has to come first and that will take care of every and that will take care of all of those other things um but the more they can experience these types of breaks and the more they can figure out what works and what doesn't work will only help them uh, year after year as they approach
1: getting into the NCA tournament absolutely well we're winding down. We got about three minutes or so left. Are we? What? I no, know, wait. Wait, wait what got, do you mean? Three
0: minutes? Wait, we, what are you talking about? Three we minutes. Got, we got we about got three so hours much worth
1: stuff. of stuff here. We got so much stuff to talk about, and we're going to put it in as a tease. Every week, Paul and I will be here for you on uh, Friday mornings. You can get your fix of NCAA hockey in the desert southwest with us at College Hockey SW on Twitter. Uh, get to our Twitter feed. We need to grow some followers there. So at CollegeHockeySW, start following us along, watch a show, listen to the show on the podcast, watch it on YouTube, watch it on the website, Um, you know, and and follow along and give us some feedback as to what you guys want us to talk about because we can go on and talk about things forever. But uh, I want to tease for next week, Paul, the schedule itself. You have it. I have it. We know the international trip. There it is. We know the international trip is coming up first in August, but the regular season doesn't start till October 5th. It's July 4th right now. So as we record this, it'll be airing uh, July 5th, but as we record this July 4th, so a lot of things happening. A couple of teases I'm going to throw out there. Um, Quinnipiac is coming to Arizona. Uh, ASU is going to Minnesota state. Just a couple of things. Denver University is coming down to the desert as well. Just a couple of treats. There's more. There's a bunch more. I know Paul's chomping at the bit to tell you about them, and we will. That's our show next week is we're talking schedule. We're talking who they're facing, how we think they're going to do, and we'll bring it all to you live on College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Paul, closing thoughts in a minute.
0: Oh, I thought you wanted me to wait a minute before giving you those thoughts. Oh. (laughs) um well what's it 110 111 where you are
1: not quite not but quite toasty 108 today
0: oh so yeah you guys are experiencing a cold wave
1: um i, I threatened i threatened you that i was going to be in the pool today but i i, I wanted to see that air conditioning instead. so badly <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> um, uh, there's a lot of other people that did not want to, though. Trust me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, you know what can I say?
1: Um, you know, uh,
0: and just thinking about hockey, uh, which has become, especially this team, uh, it helps you cool down a little bit, at least mentally. Uh, I know that I'm ready for the season to start, and I and I guarantee you the coaches are. And I know it's only July. And I just got on vacation, so I'm not really in – there's part of me that wants to hurry up and get to the season. And there's part of me like, what? No, you have two months. Relax. Enjoy your time off. So I'm very conflicted. Um, I think this program is going to go nothing but up. Um, I think uh, if they – you know, the, the, the trip to China, and we're still waiting for that schedule. I'm hoping that those games get streamed. I don't know what the time difference is going to be. I don't know if it's twelve hours, twenty hours. I could yeah, look, but I that either. I don't. I'm not good with the googling things and researching things. That, that that's my so kid stuff.
1: One thing we're comfortable with is that um, you're not going to China and I'm not going to China.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't like to fly that long anyway, so I'm good.
1: I'm good. All right, Paul. Thanks for jumping in. Again, welcome aboard the uh, the regular team here at College Hockey Southwest Weekly. I know what you will bring every week will be more than uh, we could ever ask for. I appreciate your ability to get out to, uh, to games on the East Coast for us. Um, there's a bunch of them coming up again, yeah. most of them after the new year, but yeah. – um, there's a big trip to Anaheim. I keep teasing this stuff because I want people to tune in next week and, and listen to us talk 30 minutes about the schedule, because I think we're going to have a hard time doing it in 30 minutes. Uh,
0: why? Because it's not enough time or it's too much time.
1: It, it's it's not enough time. Oh, okay. we're going to be breaking it down one after another, because there's some big time competition that is not only coming here at Oceanside, but we're also traveling to, when I say we're, I'm talking about the Arizona state Sun Devils. Um, Paul Hornstein, I want to thank you. I want to thank our guests. We uh, we we have guests, and when I say guests, I talk about our corporate partners. I call them our guests on the show because without them, we don't make this happen. College True. Bar and Grill, our friends at M Drive, OxyPow. Um, we're working at growing that list as well this year. And you know, as year five starts, I had a five-year goal, and I I'm happy to say, believe it or not, I'm on track. Right. Goal number one was grow the game in the state of Arizona and in the desert Southwest. Goal number two was provide coverage to uh, teams that deserve it. I think that's happening. Goal number three was um, spread hockey to all levels, not just the, you know, the college level and the pro levels, which are our focus, but also to touch on those youth levels and the feeder programs and what bring them up. So I'm happy with that. And now it's time to, uh, to start finding some people that want to join us. So corporate partners are always welcome. We got some big things coming. As I told Paul off camera that I'm holding on until about September. I hope to make a big announcement that time, but for right now, we're just, uh, we're just two guys talking hockey, one in the desert, one in New York.
0: Yeah. It's, it may not, you may not call the segment long distance devils, but it's still long distance. So, uh, we're okay with that.
1: All right, Paul. Have a happy Fourth of July, do,
0: and uh, uh, let's uh,
1: let's talk hockey in a week.
0: You got it.